Hell no, we won't go. Hell no, we won't go. Rising like a phoenix, a phoenix to a condor. Watch me soar to explore places I never saw before. Sitting on the floor poor, eating chips out before. That I got from Aki at the corner store. The scenes in my dreams started coming like memes. The last part's a question mark, but here's another shot in the dark. Let me tear this apart, like DJ Khaled, I'm smart. But before we dilly depart, I'ma give this all of my heart. Yo, 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 <laughs> what it is? It's Flobo, of course, 26 Stones, the show. 26 Stone is the weekly podcast uh, available where every dope podcast is streamed. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and the like. I know I'm doing well. I'm doing tremendous. I'm doing ecstatically. But today, I want to talk to you about the opposite of feeling good, feeling bad. Talking about rejection. Talking about when, when someone looks at you and they just go, no. You see, I'm always a firm believer of conventional wisdom, and that sometimes conventional wisdom, no matter how good it is, can fail you in certain instances. Like, you know, don't put your fork in a electrical socket. It's common wisdom. It's common sense. It makes sense. But today, I want to talk to you about a line I hear from people who are successful, uh, and and I always kind of, I don't outright disagree with the passion of a thousand sons, but like I twitch a bit. I go, mm, like hearing a bad note in a play. And that is, well, before I even tell you what that is, let's see if you've stopped and heard this story before. Uh, a successful young rising star uh, seemingly comes from out of nowhere, right? Goes from zero to famous real quick and gets written up in a paper or magazine like Rolling Stone or on a show like The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. And they say, and they bring this person on, or the person is, is featured, and the, per, and the interviewer looks at the celebrity, and they go, what advice do you have for anyone who wants to do what you do? What advice do you have for all those Ariana Grande clones out there? What advice do you have for um, minors that want to start a business to raise money for their college education? So it doesn't have to be like, lofty. It could be anything. And they always turn to the camera and they say, well, you know, if you want it, you just can't take no for an answer. And everyone goes, oh, my gosh. yeah, That's right. Can't take no for an answer. That is conventional wisdom, which I adamantly and vehemently disagree with. It's true. You don't take no for an answer. Um, understandably, I understand we talked about this earlier, a little early, a couple weeks ago, about hard work. And there's a fallacy around hard work. You know, I got where I am because of hard work. Um, and it's kind of infecting all aspects of our society now, right? People who don't get the level of achievement I get are just lazy. They don't apply themselves. So when someone says something like, oh, yeah, you know, don't take no for an answer, it's kind of like you're saying success is directly responsible, is directly caused by them being persistent, which is a good quality to have, but it's not just that. You see, sometimes I feel like the things we create, the things we work on, the things we do is crafted by the totalitarian of our experience. That's right. The things we we work on, the things we do, the things we love is drawn from every single solitary experience. They're like tethers that are just rolled into a ball. And what's left of it, what is the clay left of that, you can shape into 
your perspective on the world. If you're a filmmaker from the projects, you always did different films and uh, the, the rich kids. And it's a true story. When I was in film school, the kids from privileged backgrounds, the ones from the upper middle class families with the well-adjusted uh, nuclear families, the one that was encouraged to try film without any hangups, their movies were always about drug dealers, always about prostitutes, always about gangs. Because, and this is the thing I've decided uh, based on my non-scientific research, because to them, that was the fantasy. That was the other side. That's the, the interesting world they want to be a part of because they don't quite live in that world as it is. I sat in film school and I saw so many movies uh, about gangsters living in New York or any kind of city or prostitutes who just, you know, who, who do what they do because they can eat the money, but deep down inside they have a quote-unquote good soul that wants to do this. But, but conversely, the, the directors, and there are a few of us out there, I mean, I wasn't a director, I was an editor, but the directors that came from poor backgrounds, working-class backgrounds, they had... Uh, fantasies on the other side. It was stories about the poor family who wins a lottery ticket, or about the superheroes, or about uh, the the mom who's in an abusive relationship deciding to go on a road trip to find herself. Because from that perspective, the 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 fantasy of breaking away, the fantasy of being empowered, the fantasy of winning a million dollars was on the other side. And I always thought it was interesting that you can tell at least in my film school, what background was a director, but how they approached what was considered fantasy or something that is an elevated story to be made a entertaining or engaging fictionalized account. So I think we all have that kind of cross the streams kind of thing. We are from this certain part of background and then we project, even though we try not to, onto others. And so we'll say, hey, look, I made it I became the best used car dealer in Omaha because I work hard. Um, but like I said before, if, you know, if anyone who worked hard was successful, the richest person in the world would be the guy who cleaned the toilets at Disneyland. Right? So don't take no for an answer. Why do I have such an umbrage with that? Why does that make me feel so bad? Well, because perspective is shaped by our all experiences and therefore no's are important. We need no's. We need someone to tell us no. We need to experience heartbreak of souling saying, yes, I know you're capable of love, but I don't want your love right now. Or uh, we need experience of uh, Gerard Carmichael. Hey, look, I, I was doing comedy. I went to NBC Diversity Showcase. I did not get it. They told me no. And then I went off and found my own lane. And sure, you can look back and say, well, obviously, he's meant to say when someone says, don't take no for an answer, so be vigilant and be persistent. But you're kind of skipping of learning the experience of basking in that rejection. Take a moment to say, okay, these people at this point in time did not appreciate what I had to offer. Let me internalize that. Don't skip over that. Because it seems awfully smug now. Imagine you're on top of the hill and uh, someone's like, so how'd you climb that mountain? He's like, well, you know, you got to keep walking. It's like, great. That's very important. But no, how do you physically climb that mountain? You know, when someone says, don't know for an answer. It's like, yes, that's true. You have to keep going to someone who tells you yes. But 
ultimately, how do you become successful? Is it uh, a, a religious thing you have to do? Is it a dressing a certain way? Eating a certain diet? Is it meeting a certain kind of people? Um, putting your name out there on certain websites? What is it uh, tangibly? What is it logically? What is it mechanically? What is it technically? Well, what if it's what is it spiritually? What is it emotionally? Ah, don't take no for an answer. Just don't do it. No, take no for an answer. Live with no the answer. Understand the world is made up of yes and no. It's one of the few things in our world that is truly binary. There are no maybes. I mean, if I know when I was a kid and I was driving home in the back of my dad's sedan and I said, Dad, can we have McDonald's for dinner? And he said, maybe. That meant no. <laughs> the world is, has shades of gray, perspectives and emotions. We all know that. But ultimately, most decisions are made of, of a positive decision or a negative decision. Like James Altruer says, it's either made of growth or fear. Um, whatever that may be, for your decisions and things you're working on, appreciate that. Live with that. Work with that. Use those things for the next experience. Use uh, the fact that you brought a hundred roses to your first date and the girl was so scared she left you at dinner as a mental note not to do that next time. And then you can be a product of your experiences. And someone says, hey man, your wife is kind, caring, beautiful, and sensitive. You don't have to say, well, don't take no for an answer. <laughs> you know? It's understanding what's overboard, understanding what to do, what not to do in a relationship, whatever, whatever that may be. So yes, take no for an answer. Take no as is an answer as good as yes, and use your yeses and nos to build great things. Once again, I want to thank you all for checking out today's episode 26 Stone. It's available wherever fine podcasts are available. And we're on Twitter at 26 Stone Show. And on my website at flowbito.com, uh, reach out to me, see what's out, let me know what you feel. And of course, as always, until next time, please make your hometown proud.